when you hear about traveling to France as a tourist, you hear about Paris and you hear about really how people don't necessarily like tourists in Paris. There's not a hospitality vibe. That was like the exact opposite that we got. You're listening to Take Off to Travel, a weekly dive into the travels of your hosts, Colin and Olivia. We're going on a world trip for 13 months with just $25,000 each. Each week, you'll hear our tales, tips, and tricks as we explore the world. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Take Off to Travel podcast. I'm your host, Colin. And I'm Olivia. And today we are finishing off our thoughts about Spain and also really what we've done the first couple days in France. So I think we should rapid fire through some of the culture shocks that we noticed during our time in Spain. For me, one of the first ones was that when you buy a bus ticket for like a long distance bus, not like a local city bus, but for example, when we went to Toledo, you're not guaranteed a seat on a specific bus. So we bought a ticket from Madrid to Toledo that we thought was going to be precisely at like 12.15. And when we got there, we discovered that there was actually just a line of people who all had tickets to go to Toledo and we just had to wait in line until we got up to the front and just got on that bus and there were no reserved seats or anything so it's just a pro tip if if you want to get on a specific time of bus make sure you get there early meal times for me was a huge culture shock they don't typically the at least the people we were with and I think it it includes the more general population of Spain don't really eat breakfast on the weekends until noon lunch at four and then dinner at like 10 and that is a huge shift from what we were used to i think we 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 truly did get there at towards the end of the month of eating at quote-unquote normal times for spain but that was a huge shock to not only like our minds but our bodies getting used to that for sure Another thing that we noticed, and this is more of like a general European thing than just a Spanish thing, but in the U.S., if you say you're going to go to the pharmacy, you assume it's going to have, you know, random beauty products and it's going to have candy and like food products. It's going to have toilet paper. It's going to have sunscreen. Like it's going to have a wide array of stuff. But in general, in the pharmacies in Europe, we've found that most of them really only sell medicine. They might have like a small selection of like certain skincare or hair products, but it's very small. They definitely don't have any like food or snacks or like toilet paper or anything. So just bear that in mind if you're looking for that kind of stuff. They did have tissues. They did have tissues. Which helped us out when we weren't feeling the best. For the three weeks out of the month. Something that I think you experienced again for the first time was watching a football game or soccer game in a bar. I very much enjoyed it. It was it was fun to see how the locals interact with football just in general throughout the month. We were in Florence before this and there is a a top tier football team there. But I wouldn't say everyone in the city's bought in, where it felt like a huge majority of the city is bought in on either of the Madrid teams. I had a lot of fun watching the, the game in the bar. We've also noticed that the size of the produce here is just huge compared to the stuff we have at home. Like the bell peppers are probably double the size, I would say, of what we have at home. 
apples and zucchinis and such can be double the size of what we have at home. In general, just everything is bigger, which really surprised me because I've always heard that we put like GMOs and whatnot into our produce in the U.S. because we want it to be bigger. But I've actually felt like it's the opposite almost because just by comparison, it's so much larger. I would say like the apples are smaller. The oranges tend to be smaller. But it's like the peppers in the ground items. So like the zucchinis, the tomatoes, the bell peppers, like those are the ones that are bigger. Yeah, but they're huge. Yeah, the potatoes are smaller. Like I've I've seen some huge russet potatoes in America and I haven't necessarily seen those. So it like it varies. But the, the stuff we use for our vegetables while we're cooking have definitely been larger. Not necessarily a culture shock, but something we found very funny. Our last day there in Madrid, we were walking from lunch back to our apartment. We're walking, and I see on a doorstep, I just see legs. So someone's sitting on a doorstep, and I'm like, I just kind of had this weird feeling about it. So I go, hey, Olivia, watch out. And we kind of step to the side a little bit as we walk past this man. This man is drunk. He's got a half drinking 40 i'm sure he's had one before that uh, a 40 ounces 40 ounces of beer is what's called a 40 olivia's giving me a look so let me just explain <laughs> um it's a very big glass bottle of of beer 40 ounces and it's half drinking it looks like he's drinking more than that this guy is drunk but what's funny about it is he has his shoe up to his head his head like he's talking on a phone and talking like this man genuinely thought he was talking on the phone and i know people like joke about that when they're drunk or like when you joke about someone being drunk you you might do that but that was the first time i've actually seen it and it was hilarious it was so funny like it it almost didn't seem real all right and then our last category for spain if you had to pick one restaurant to recommend to people what would you pick i mean honestly the the chaparito place the it was the taco place that was right outside of our apartment it was a mexican food taqueria and i know i sounded southern when i said that (laughs) (laughs) but they had the tacos and the tacos were very good but they also had other mexican food items that we didn't necessarily eat but we we I, it just felt like home growing up in texas you have all the tex-mex food and it was nice to have that style of food abroad what about you i'm gonna recommend a spanish restaurant because you know me and how much i love tortilla so just a refresher tortilla is not what you think of as like a mexican taco shell it's a fat potato filled almost like omelet that's a couple inches tall and several inches round and it's very filling but my favorite place to get that is a place called el buo there's a sister location called la buja which confused us for a little bit because i thought that uh okay it confused me i just thought they were the same place and i kept not remembering what the actual name was it turns out there's just two locations but it's not even that there's two locations. They're just across the street from each other. And I think one is more of like a bar feel and the other one's more of a restaurant feel for, from looking in the other one. We always went into the more bar feeling one. 
But anyway, they they sell really good tortilla there. Pretty affordable. You can, we shared one I think that was anywhere between like eleven and thirteen euros. No, it was about it was just under eleven euros. Yeah, so definitely a good deal. Very good tortilla. You can get some drinks and stuff there. It's not expensive, but it's just good classic Spanish food. So overall, what would you say about Spain and Madrid specifically? Would you say you recommend people go there? Absolutely. Um, I I very much enjoyed it. The 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 vibe of the city, interacting with people up until we've had we've had some drama on uh, with our host after we've left which may or may not have seen on our Instagram. I'll leave it at that. There's been some drama, but so there's almost been a sour taste in my mouth about our last experiences there. But in general, that has nothing to do with Spain and more towards a person. So, very much enjoy Spain. Very much recommend it. I agree. I think I would say for me, I don't know which I like more between Madrid and Chiang Mai. Those are probably my top two favorite places we've been so far on the trip. Obviously, I think that Madrid has a little bit of nostalgia factor for me, but I do genuinely think it's a really cool place. And I and I actually have said this to you before. When I think of people going on like vacation to Spain, I think oftentimes people think that they want to go to Barcelona because it's got the beach. But I really do think that Madrid is an awesome spot to look at if you want to go to Spain because it has so much to do and the vibe is cool. It's probably cheaper too. And overall, I just really enjoyed it. Spain was not expensive. We were pretty limited with our budget because we were staying there the, the most amount of days throughout our trip. But it was I there was only a couple days I really felt strapped by our budget. Yeah. And we were there almost five weeks. Yeah. We've budgeted for four weeks at the beginning, and because of, as we've talked about before, different flights on different days cost different amounts of money, so we ended up staying a little bit longer to make it a cheaper flight, so our budget was a little bit more stretched out than we planned. But we still lived large. Yeah. I would say. Went out, um, not nightly to drink, but at least three or four times a a week we would go get a beer, sit out, and just enjoy enjoy the city. And we're able to do that and go out to dinner and we'll go out to lunch. We're now officially in our French destination of Aix-en-Provence. What was your very first impression? I very first impression was the bus to Aix. It was very, it was probably the easiest experience I've ever had getting off a plane and finding public transportation to our place. I think even with Madrid, it was... It was easy, but there was some confusion with the the machine. There was like, oh, are we gonna make this train? Or so the it was the easiest experience I've had. We got off the plane, walked outside the terminal, and probably a hundred feet down the down the road, and the bus terminal was right there. We talked to the lady. We didn't even wait in line really. Talked to the lady, spent ten euros each, and got a ticket. And I, I thought it was very easy. So easy transportation to the city was first impression. Second impression was our lunch there. And we ended up, not on purpose, but there's a place right by our apartment that is bar food. And bar food is really American food, I would say. So hamburgers, chicken sandwiches, wings. Shame us, we know. French fries, like that kind of stuff. And so we go there, and this guy is 
so nice. He pretty quickly figures out we can't speak French. And we order, and he yeah, he just keeps giving us stuff. But like he, he's talking to us, asking us where, where we're from, like being very friendly. When you hear about traveling to France as a tourist, you hear about Paris, and you hear about really how people don't necessarily like tourists in Paris. There's not a hospitality vibe. And that was like the exact opposite that we got. So we get here, we order, and we sit down, and he brings us a free appetizer, which was a wing. Each of us got a got a wing. It was very good, very tasty. And then he brings us out our meal, and we find out that he didn't charge us for French fries, like us, our side, which, again, very nice, very tasty French fries. And then he's like, oh, do you guys want something to drink? It's, for, it's complimentary. And we're like, okay, well, we'll get a drink. And then... We finish our food, and he brings us a dessert. And, and so it was just very – he was a very nice man and very welcoming, and it felt nice as, as our first experience inside the city. Yeah, and our host who of our Airbnb here was the most generous and kind man also. Like, he, he met us outside the apartment, walked us up, showed us how everything worked, gave us a bottle of wine, gave us a whole box of snacks. Like, he just went over the top in terms of trying to make us feel welcome. So, I would agree. I would also add that when we were flying in, I could see the ocean below us. I think it's technically the Mediterranean. But it was so blue. Like, it's very pretty. I like, got I got little glimpses of it. Yeah, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And I will say the countryside here is really beautiful. So the first day we got here, Colin was feeling kind of tired, so he stayed in and took a bit of a nap. And I went on a little wander around the city, the historical part of the city. And I just was filled with this sense of awe everywhere we went because I don't know if it was the golden hour time of day or if it was just the way that I was feeling but this city Aix-en-Provence is exactly what you imagine a small French town to feel like there's the like the yellow washed walls with the shutters facing the alley there's different fountains there's outside patio seating with umbrellas like it's just so beautiful we we found a farmer's market outside that just had all this like amazing looking produce and i was just blown away by just like the sheer beauty of this town we went to a tennis match yesterday and we i don't even know how to describe this we so we we take the bus and at first the bus is great i actually get on for free not like i didn't do it on purpose but my card didn't work and and Olivia's did so Olivia got her ticket but mine didn't work and the the guy was just like okay just sit down and we ride the bus and we're getting close to where we're supposed to go probably what would have been like a 20 minute walk and we get to this this fork in the road to the right is the tennis match and to the left is well I don't know what was to the left so of course the bus goes to the left and and he keeps going, and he keeps going, and he keeps going, passing like every way to turn back possible. And I, I, I was starting to freak out. I, I don't know about you. I was like, oh my god, where are we going? And we finally like circle around the city of where the tennis match would have been, or I guess where the tennis match was. And 
we are now on the other side of the city and we convince this bus driver to stop and let us out so we can, you know, walk into the city. So stressful bus ride, not because of the route fault, but I think because of the tennis match, that part of the route was shut down. We didn't know that, though. But but we didn't know that. So we, we would have gotten off on the, the stop we should have if we would have known. But we walk 20, 25 minutes to the tennis match. Have a great time watching the tennis match. We saw Andy Murray, who is, I believe, former world number one. The top-rated player there was a U.S. player named, I believe, Tommy Paul. Or Paul Tommy. Tommy Paul, who is rated 17th in the world right now, which is kind of cool. So it was a lot bigger of a tennis match than I expected it to be, especially because of where we're at. We're not in a large city. We're not... Yeah, we're just not in a large city, so I didn't expect that caliber of tennis to be played. So it was really cool. And then we have to get back to the bus. So that is... Now we we walk the 28 minutes, I believe it was, to the stop we should have gotten off on previously on the on the correct line of course it was all uphill and we are sweating and how, how would you describe do you think I did a good job how how would you would you add anything I was a little bit less stressed than you were I'm not sure why because usually I'm very high strung but when he went off route I just assumed that there was like some sort of like construction or something and I was like oh whatever like he'll circle back and we'll get close later because i've had that happen on buses before where like google maps has the route that it thinks it's going to take and then it's a little bit different but they usually end up back on the route anyway and i think he would have it just would have been way down the line like not anywhere near the stop that we needed so i I don't know i was really calm but when we got off at that stop when he when we asked him to stop you were really concerned about where we were but i was amazed because let me just describe this for you I wasn't I wasn't concerned. I was pissed off that, that the bus driver didn't go down the route. We didn't know at the time that the that the route that the bus stops were not open. We just thought that this bus driver I just thought that this bus driver didn't want to go down this city and went around it and I was pissed off at him. Yeah. Well but when we got off, we're in the middle of the countryside in the Provence region of France. So you, like on one side you can see the mountains. On the other side, there's like this grassy field with like this super soft looking... Um, there's there's a vineyard we walked yeah, by. Yeah, there was a vineyard. There were flowers. There were birds chirping. It's a beautiful temperature. So Colin's like, rah, 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 rah. I'm mad at the bus driver. And I'm like, oh, look at the flowers. Look at the grass over there. I think that the phrase you said was, that's perfect frolicking grass. Yep, it was perfect frolicking grass. It was a, I actually really enjoyed the walk from the random spot he dropped us off because it was so beautiful. Also, that walk, you were stressing me out. Olivia doesn't like to walk directly behind me on roads. And this is a one-lane road where cars are coming from both directions. And there are cars going inches away from her. And it's stressing me out because this girl's about to get hit by a car. I was not. (laughs) You absolutely were. And so... I was upset at the bus driver, and then I was upset at Olivia because she is not being safe on this road. It was fine. I just enjoyed the walk. 
One thing you should know about this town that we're staying in is that it's known for its outdoor markets. That's one of the the main cultural attractions. It's it's a staple of their everyday life is to go pick up their produce and flowers and whatever at the outdoor market. And so yesterday, again, Colin was feeling kind of tired in the morning. So I went to what's called Le Grand Marché, which I think translates to the Grand Market. And it's something that happens every... Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. But it's basically this huge outdoor market, kind of similar in look in terms of like the items being sold to El Rastro in Madrid. However, because it's a small town, it's not overrun by people. It's actually fairly spread out and there was a lot more produce. So I wandered around for, I don't know, a couple hours. I was just amazed at the quantity and the the quality of all the different things that I was seeing. Like it it really just felt like a really magical experience. I bought some fresh strawberries from one of the vendors and they're amazing. Like the, the tomatoes and the zucchinis and everything just looked so delicious that I was absolutely in love with the whole market. I, I would say. So the last thing we kind of want to talk about is our Airbnb. We we have filmed the tour for all of those that that are that are interested in the tour. We're back to doing it at the beginning of the month, and we did it because the place was clean, and that that stops us a lot of the times. We're not necessarily messy people, but it's a small apartment, and as soon as we unpacked, it was like this tornado went off in here. So we were able to record before. But it is a small studio apartment. We have a couch bed, sofa bed. There's a kitchen with a, what I would call a mini fridge, probably a European fridge is what the term is for it. European fridge. There's two, like I said, two stovetops and a sink. I could probably reach out my arms and touch both walls of the kitchen. So it's small. But it's nice. It's you, This is much more renovated than our last apartment. Not that our last apartment was bad. It was just this one's renovated. And it's definitely modern in terms of European style architecture. Like we've got the vinyl-y floor. We've got like a marbled sink basin. Like it's it's definitely upscale by European standards. Yeah, so we're balling out. But yeah, so it, it's like I said, it's small. We're on a sofa bed, but I... Again, it's got its own quirks, just like every other place we've had. But I think it's going to be perfect for us. I agree. And it's in a great location once again. We're about 10 minutes walking at most from restaurants, shops, and stuff. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We really hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you next time.